Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over and start using it now. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, guys. Welcome back. We got a very special edition today. Yeah, man. Of the Earn Your Leisure podcast. So, um, shout out to New Orleans. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. This I'm is looking up. for me. I'm in. Yeah, the five hundred four. Five hundred four. Five hundred four boys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of the best things about the podcast is that we get to travel, and we even without traveling, we get to meet people from all different parts of the world, right? And different cultures and different dialects and just different cultures. It's just it's really dope. So. Yeah, we, we, we got my guy Wall Street Trapper here right. today. He's going to tell his story. He's going to educate us on the stock market, all kinds of stuff. But um, once again, I wanted to give a shout-out to New Orleans because I always say, like, New Orleans, they got every, – every place in America has different accents, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Depending on where you're at. But some places just – you can't miss Very it. It's like <laughs> really distinct, right? <laughs> Baltimore and, and New Orleans, they got their own – especially New Orleans. New Orleans might have the strongest accent. Like, <laughs> you can't hear me? <laughs> Wode. What, what, what is Wode? What does that mean? That just mean my guy. My young friend? My guy. It's like saying my guy. It's like guy. my youth. But I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> we don't even use that, yo. Oh, yeah? Nah, I don't know. Yo, because when, when, when we heard you talking, I heard son. I heard you kept saying yeah. son. I'm like, ah, oh, he got a little New York in him. <laughs> I, but, you know, I came out here and, well, I was in Delaware. Um, and I got in some trouble out there. <laughs> it stuck with me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, so this is this is an exciting episode because we covered stocks before, but um, we more more on a surface level, like as like one-on-one education. So mm-hmm. I think this would be a little bit more of an advanced conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the guest 
They have different backgrounds. Yeah, everybody's it's, past is different. Everybody's man. past is different. And that, yeah. that's one of the things that we really like to highlight with the Earn Your Leisure podcast, too, is that it's so crazy because we have people that graduated from Harvard. Mm-hmm. We got people that come off the street corner, right? School of Hard Knocks. About to say it, man. <laughs> School the, of be- the beauty of it is that education can't be measured in just mm-hmm. one particular way. Right, it's limitless. Like, yeah, there's you, no walls to it. Exactly. Facts, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Facts. So my man, Wall Street Travis, is a perfect example of this. So sure. I'll give the people a background. So you you learned about the stock market while you was incarcerated. Yeah. Right? And then um, you came out and you was telling me that you was actually working as, not a foreman, is it an iron? Iron worker. Iron, iron, right? iron, iron worker. Yeah. Iron worker. Yeah. Um, but at the time, you was like saving like 70% of your, your, your income and yeah. you was investing in the stock market. and. Yeah. From there, um, you just, you know, de- developed a, a system that you put in place and you were able to, to quit your job. Mm-hmm. And now you, you, you're a full-time investor as well as you have an educational platform as well to teach people to invest. So it's, a, it's, it's, it's an inspirational story, for yeah. sure, for sure. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, can we, can we talk about that? So how did you, all right, wh- how did you get involved in the stock market and how did you learn about stocks? Um, so I was in prison. For like 10 years, right? Yeah. I did 10 years for attempt murder on a robber. Okay. Right? That's 16, right? Yeah, I was 16. Okay. Yeah, went down with 16, charged me as an adult. Mm. Um, so I got in a fight with these three dudes in a cell with me. Mm. And they did what's called, uh, they ran a train on me. So that's when you fight three, that's when you fight people back to back without a break. And um, I didn't win. It's three against one, mm. but I fought till I ain't had nothing left in me till the SARS come. Right, so I was bust up, but they were bust up, right? So I go to the hole, which is solitary confinement, and I'm in the hole with this white guy, right? And I guess it just was like on his brain, cause he just saw so many black people in it. Like real talk, <laughs> it must have was just bothering him, yo. <laughs> and he, like when I come in the cell, I'm like furious, I'm like, man, you know, like I'm just, I'm, I mean, I'm still in that moment. Yeah. And he like, hey bruh. Uh, <laughs> he was like, "Y'all, y'all are playing the wrong game," and I was like, "You think it's a game, bro? It's ain't no game, man. How you see what we got going on around here?" Yeah. But he was like, "I don't mean no disrespect, by but I'm like, well, you really being disrespectful right now, man. I'm like, I ain't trying to hear that, man. I'm like, you know, but I calmed down, you know, and he was like, I indulged in that conversation with him. I was like, so, so what do you mean? And so he just told me, he was like, you in here for, you know, shooting somebody. The average person who's in here is on some drugs or shooting somebody, something like that. Y'all playing the wrong game. So I'm like, well, you in here with me, so what game you playing? So you can tell what kind of charge somebody on by the wristband. Mm-hmm. So if, it's, if, you're on a, if you're on a capital offense or a violent crime like I was on, you'll have a red band. Mm-hmm. So that's murder, attempt murder, carjacking, kidnapping. If you have a drug charge, it'll be an orange band. If you have a misdemeanor charge, it's a yellow band. And if you're a federal offense, it'll be a white and red band in New Orleans. So he had a white and red band, so I knew. So I'm like, well, what you in here for then? So he was in there for embezzling some money from his business, $2.8 million. Those were the white collar crime. You did. <laughs> so he kept 800000 No, he paid restitution of 800000 and kept $2 million. So I'm thinking he lying. So I'm like, well, one thing about prison is if I see your paperwork, it'll tell me what you're in here for. So he showed me the paperwork. And I was like, oh, like that got my attention. And so he just told me three things that wealthy people do. 
is they stop trading time for money, they give value to people, and they let their money work for them. And the best ways for you to make money is through the stock market, through real estate, and through a business. And that's me paraphrasing it. Mm. And because he told me the stock market first, that's what I went with. And so through the remainder of my prison sentence, I just educated myself about it. Because I don't know how this is gonna sound, but I just saw a whole bunch of white people on TV talking about millions of dollars all the time. That's foreign language. That yeah, yeah, like I was like, yo, what is this, family? And so in prison, it's crazy because a bunch of grown men love to watch like the young and the restless, bro. Mm. <laughs> right? It's just crazy, like God in light and stuff like this, but like they love to watch that. Yeah. So instead of making that a fight, I would get up before them and watch the stock market early, like eight o'clock in the morning. Like CNBC? Yeah, I would watch CNBC like early in the morning. And I would be like, I just used to watch it. It was painful because I didn't understand it. Yeah, a lot of numbers running across. Yeah, I was like, letters, what is this? A lot of colors. Uh, had another dude was from Connecticut, and he used to get the USA Today. And so he used to let me look at his USA Today, and I would use that and look at the stock market back and forth. That's how I got the language started making sense to me. Because rather than reading the interviews, I got to read the actual business section of the USA Today. Mm. I got to actually see, you know, without trying to record it in my brain, I would see it in the newspaper. And so once it became like regular, I started reading Rich Dad Poor Dad, mm -hmm. which I got introduced to by my homie. He was doing a 20 years for manslaughter. So once I got into Rich Dad Poor Dad, it was a mindset shift more than a investment book. Yeah. And so the two aligned because I understood at that point, this is how we plan the wrong game. Everybody I know I know how to sell dope. Everybody, everybody that I know, that's what they do. Mm -hmm. Even with my moms, you know, I saw my moms get shot. You know, when I was young, when I was about nine, I saw my moms get shot. And then like right the next year, I saw my cousin get shot in the chest. So everybody I knew was in the same circle. And here are these people talking about stocks, ownership, millions, billions, and that shit just blew my brain. So I just stayed with it, and I got it, I understood it. So that was me just getting into the stock market right there. Dope, dope. And then I guess you, from there you just consumed as much information as you could. Well, in prison, you know, you can. You got nothing but time. You got time. You got time. Well, you got time, but you don't got time. Because you got time because I ain't going to no club or nothing, but I still got to work every day. You know, so I work in, in New Orleans is not to cut you off, but in New Orleans you you actually work, right? Like um like I don't want to say chain gang, but like you yeah. work outside. Yeah. So I got transferred to prison. Were you in Angola? I went there for a little while. Okay. To help them with some sandbags. That's the penitentiary. Yeah, that's mm. that's the penitentiary. That's where the C murder is. Yeah, right? that's the penitentiary. But I was in a, I was in two spots. One called um DCI, not DCI, uh, Phelps Correctional Center. And then they transferred me for smoking weed. So they made me a high security risk. And so when I went to a maximum security prison, that's when I got on a chain gang. When they got a working cell block. So they got a real chain gang still? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But they probably don't have it no more, but when you're on a working cell block, that's what you're doing. You, we, I cut trees down for about 190 days. Wow. How much you got paid? Uh, eight cent. A day? A day? Yeah. No, it's an hour. Oh, okay. You get okay. eight in an hour. So Not that you, <laughs> yeah. But when you're in this working cell block, you don't get no pay. You don't get no pay. That's punishment. That's like that's the jail within the jail. 
And that's something that this is a little off topic, but it's really not because it all comes down to finances. But that's something that a lot of times people don't fully understand. Like when they make these documentaries, the 13th, um, when they talk about like free labor and stuff like that, there's it's a billion dollar industry as far as prisoners working. Yeah. But they're not getting it's free labor. Yeah, but Kanye said that. That's what it's designed for. Yeah, that's the new slaves. That's the yo, check this out. Just imagine. (laughs) Just imagine driving on the highway and you see acres of land. Now you see machines doing that. So just imagine I'm the machine. So every day, three of us, it takes four of us to cut a tree down, because Three of, two of us gonna chop it down and two of us gonna de-root it. You know what I'm saying? Like it may take us a week to do that, but just imagine they got a hundred of us out there, two hundred of us. Like in a year's time, we gonna run through that bitch. You know what I'm saying? And then they just gonna okay, well, since we got 18 million acres of land, let's just go to the next pasture. Okay, we don't got no more trees right now. Okay, well y'all gonna plant mustard greens. You gonna pick daisies. Whatever we got y'all, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We can find y'all like, we, we, whatever, we, y'all gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? So that that in itself, you gotta do that. One, one of the things about learning is that it becomes very exciting and you can feel it in yourself when you grasp something. So I'm, I'm just envisioning as you're learning about stocks, right? Yeah. You're in an uh, environment where it's like, the dude's really trying to learn and are you trying to teach at that point, right? Like how do you share like all this wealth of knowledge? Uh, of people like, no, I ain't trying to hear that right now. Right. So the the thing about prison is so dope, bro. Like, is because some of the smartest people you'll ever meet is there. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm talking. I say smart. Like, I got all my, a lot of my tattoos are done in prison, but they're done with an actual like gun, like a real tattoo gun mm-hmm. that they made. Yeah. So your mind, the mindset of people in prison are they with it. You just gotta present it to them. So for me, I wasn't in the teaching phase yet. Okay. I was learning, I was a sponge for it. But because everybody, like everybody is reading something. Like you got dudes reading on metaphysics, you got dudes reading on Islam, you got dudes reading on Christianity, you got dudes reading on um, 5% Nation, like everybody trying to tap into something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for me, I was tapping it. Not, Real estate is something a lot of dudes in prison tap into. Mm-hmm. A lot of dudes in t- prison tap into real estate because yeah. it's what you see. Yeah. And the rich dad, poor dad is like, it runs through prison. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Like, it's run through prison. <laughs> so for me, when I was reading stocks, it was like way different. I was like by myself. And they were like, man, what you reading, free? I'm like, man, I'm reading the stock market shit, but it's just serious right here. And I would, but I would actually get the paper and read it. So I didn't really get into the teaching aspect of it till I came home. Okay. Like once I came home, they were receptive to it. Because again, not saying like I was just John Gotti or something in the streets. I was just a regular dude in the hood, just getting it out, how everybody else get it out the hood. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, but my perspective was different. So we learn from who we can relate to and who can break the message down the best. So for me, it was simple. Bruh, we like to wear designer clothes. I love Louis Vuitton. I love Gucci. <laughs> I love Prada. Don't forget Fendi. I love Fendi. <laughs> like, love Fendi. And all my homies drink him. They're all owned, well, most of them are owned by a business called LVMH. LVMH, yep. 
which the guy is like in the top three richest people in the world. Yeah. So if Louis Vuitton, Moet, and Hennessy own YSL, and they own Louis Vuitton, and they own Hennessy, and they own Moet, and this is what we buying in the club, it feel different when you own it. So I used to tell my partners, if we gonna go to the club, why not just own it, and now we flexing different? We stunting different, cause now we own Hennessy. So every bottle you pop is your own business. That was intriguing to, you know, like, damn, son, like, real? You got him. <laughs> I got him. Now you got me. And then uh, it was with Tim's, like this company, VFC. Like they own Dickies, they own Timberland, they own Vans. So I would tell my homies, like, bro, we wear Tim's every day. We wear Dickies every day. Bro, let's own it. And they were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Own. I'm like, yo, like if you buy a stock in the business, you are literally a shareholder. Yeah, you got a piece of the pie. You got a piece of the pie, bro. So they bought into it. And so once they bought into that, the next thing was, yo, check this out. If you go to prison and you come home, you don't have no money. So now you scrambling again. You taking the chances again. Mm -hmm. But what if everything we hustled for, we put a portion of it in the stock market? Yeah, because that was the initial purpose, right? That it was, was the like, purpose. Yo, let me help. Let me help you clean the money. Clean the money. Clean the money. Because right. we always looking for a way to clean money. Right. And they're looking for us to have a laundromat. Or they're looking for us to have a car wash or a barbershop. Right. They're not playing us to be smart enough. And I'd probably be exposing the game right now. <laughs> you feel me? Like Shadi said, don't worry. No yeah, one's listening. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause, but for me, it was, if they don't think we that smart, we have the advantage. Right? Yeah, they're because they're not expecting it. Even when they, great, great situation. When they, when they kicked my door in in 2010, my door got kicked in. They ramshacked my house. They even took my Escalade, but they couldn't take it because... I still was paying a note on it. They looked at all my bank accounts, but they never looked at what I had invested. That was never even an option. <laughs> I thought, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't even, a, he not that smart. <laughs> yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So the initial goal for me, bro, this is how we clean money. This is how we can, you know, get advantage in the game. That part resonated. And also it was like, okay, let's say we got, cause we run it, nobody runs through more money than a dope boy and a stripper, yo. Nobody. Facts. That's a fact. Nobody. <laughs> All facts. Well, Nobody. Uh, maybe a rapper. Probably a rapper. And but an athlete. No, but see, he got to get a check. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We talking every day, hand every to hand. Day. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. He got to get a check every week. We talking every day, hand to hand. That's true. Like, you not touching it like that. Yeah. But you he blows it. But he's, oh, he blows it. Oh, he blows it. <laughs> same principle. He, he's saying, but it was because we touching money nah, every that's day. A fact. That's yeah. a fact. That's a fact. Because we touching it every day, all day. Like, yo, like for me. It was not, I, I can easily say I was making about $2,000 a day. Mm -hmm. Easy. It's nothing for me to take, okay, let me take $700 and put that in the stock market right quick. Like it's nothing, yeah, it's, yeah, just, yeah. it's just that quick. Yeah. Now it's even easier. So it's like, okay, let's say you go do a 10 year bid and you got, you done accumulated 12, 13, $15,000 before you got popped. Mm -hmm. If you go do a 10 year bid and your money in the stock market, when you come home, depending on how the stock performs, the market gonna average is nine to 10%. Right. So your 10 bands or your 20 bands can easily be an extra $10,000 over a 10 year time span. And you, cause you ain't do nothing with it and you reinvested everything. Mm -hmm. 
Now you ain't got to come home and scramble. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You don't have to come home and scramble no more. You you up, you you literally beat the game. Or if you got to lay down for a long time or you get killed, you left your people something. Yeah. At, at, at the peak of it, how many, how many people did you have? Everybody in my hood. Everybody, the whole hood. Where you from? Like, what part? I'm from out mid-city. So it's right across the track from the 17th. Well, Lil Wayne, you know, everybody says Holly Grove. That's uptown, Holly Grove? Holly Grove. I'm right across the track from that. Okay. Right across the track from that. So, like, my hood kind of, like, we, like, well, we from the 17th, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, well, that's us, too. You know what I'm saying? But because everybody in that, from that part, like, we went to school together. They came on the track. They dealt with our people. It was, it was a good thing. But then right across the, on this side is, like, the third ward. The, you know what I'm the saying? Yeah. Hustling. So it was like it's it's complex, but we understand it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I was right across the track from, uh, right across the track from Hollywood. So like, like everybody in, when I came home, everybody who I dealt with in that circle, we was with it. But yeah. they was with it, and they still with it. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, they still with it. So you changed the narrative for real. If that's what for me. That's what it was about. Yeah. It was about me. Like one of my partners told me this. He said, bro, y'all probably blurred this out. He said, bro, you a square nigga and a street nigga body. And I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, because you think different. Like, we would have never thought of that. In our mind, we like, okay, how can we take this money and go get a business? And you thinking about buying the whole damn business. Like, that's some next level shit. Yeah, I mean, you you, spoke, you talk about that a lot, the, the feeling of ownership, the power yeah. of ownership. What was it like when you got to see your partners actually have that feeling for themselves? That was better than anything. That was a euphoric because I knew at that point we touched something that nobody never taught us. Mm. Nobody never taught us about investing. Nobody. Everybody teaches us how to blow money. Work for it, blow it. Work for it. That's the way the system designed. Yeah. It's designed for us to make money and spend money. That's why they... That's why companies spend billions of dollars on marketing and ads because I, that's why people spend $2 million to have the Super Bowl commercial for 60 seconds. I need to be in your face. It's the same reason why we listen to a song one time, I don't like it, but if you listen to it three, four times on the radio, you love it now. Mm-hmm. You know the words to it. Same thing. I'm going to put it in your face enough you're going to buy it. And even with this, I learned that colors, like every fast food place, if you think about it, what color is their logo? Red, 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 red. red sick. Um, red makes you hungry. Mm. Red makes you hungry. That's this whole psychological game that we don't know about. Mm. Like red, I studied that. Like red is a color that makes you say, "Damn, I'm hungry." Think about them. Like majority of them are red. Yeah. So I was like, "Yo, we just playing a. We just not playing this game to win. Like it's not in our favor." But I'm not mad at the system though. You just gotta find a way to. You gotta to find beat a way it. to play the game. Yeah. You can't even beat it. You just gotta find a way to play it. You playing the wrong game. You like playing the wrong game. Yeah, yeah. So for me, when, when once my partners tapped into it, I was like, oh yeah, we winning. We doing something. You know, we doing something. All right. So in the next segment, we're gonna talk about how to play the game. We're yeah. Gonna, we're gonna yeah, bring yeah. you up to date on on the stock market. All right. So now we're gonna talk about. All right. So you you made the transition from the street, well, prison, um, to helping educating brothers on the street corner, and then you were working. And then, but as you was working, you were still saving, mm-hmm. investing. Then you made that journey to being a full-time investor, entrepreneur, um, educator. So, all right, we're going to talk about some 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 concepts as far as invest. So, stocks. If anybody's not familiar, that's something that is very near and dear to my heart because 
that was like one of my first passions in life. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You I, dig? I, was, I was in love with the stock market when I was like 11 years old. Nice. Like every, it was very, I look back on it now and it's very strange, but it was like <laughs> my favorite movies was like Wall Street. And like, you know, Trains Barbarians gate. at the Gate. And I, was, I, was, I wanted to be a corporate takeover. That was the first career I wanted to do. When I was 12 years old, people would be like, what do you want to do? The average kid is like, you know, basketball player, firefighter. I'm like, I want to be a corporate takeover. Mm. <laughs> like, the Gordon Gecko himself. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> it, it was just intriguing to me. It was just really intriguing to me. I went to Wall Street. My dad took me to Wall Street when I was a kid. And I just, I was always just intrigued by how yeah. fast it was moving. And yeah, exposure was, too, though, man. You've been around finance. Yeah, right. so that's what I'm saying. So it was just okay. intriguing. So. So I say that to say, um, yeah, this this is something that I definitely was looking forward to having this conversation. Because, like I said, real estate, we everybody's in real estate, and real mm-hmm. estate is, is important. It's extremely important to own the land and to own buildings and to own stores. But I think stock stocks don't really get enough um, light. They don't, especially in our community, because mm-hmm. they feel like it's something that's too complicated over their heads, or it moves at a slower pace than something. Even though real estate can move at a slow pace too, but people are like we said off camera, they, yeah. they're fascinated with the quick flips. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like people, if they do get involved in, in investing, trading, they want to go like crypto mm-hmm. or Forex. <laughs> or something like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, even day trading. Yeah. Not, not that word again. So, <laughs> so but also because it's not tangible. Right, that too. They don't see the tangible aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. And they don't, they don't fully understand it. Yeah. People still don't fully understand mm. it. So, all right, stock market investing, right? Talk about it. Um, what is your theory... But, but from buying and holding mm-hmm. and day trading, because that's kind of like the two two trains of mm-hmm. thought in investing. It's like day trading. Anybody's not familiar with day trading. That's when you're actually buying a stock and you're trading it interday, sometimes like within mm-hmm. a couple of minutes, mm-hmm. and you're getting your profits. Uh, whereas buying hold is more of you're buying and you're, you're, you're holding long term. Oh, that yeah. long term could be six months, mm-hmm. a year, 10 years, 25 years, but mm-hmm. you're not looking to make quick decisions. So what's your, what's your theory between buying long-term and day trading all right so with buying long-term that's where the wealth is at because when you buy long-term you're not affected by the short-term activities that go on in the market Mm -hmm. and you can't control that Mm -hmm. so because i can't control that i want to say i'm willing to wait that out right Whereas with day trading, it's a high. It's like, yo, this just went up. (laughs) I'm about to get this bread and I'm going to get out. But what people don't tell you about day trading, and I have nothing against it because the money in it, but those capital gains taxes that come with it going to eat away at your profit. Right. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. With the way that I invest, my goal is to just hold it at least for a year and a day. So, all right, let's talk about that. So, capital gains for most people it's like fifteen percent for the mm-hmm. average person. Nah, twenty, twenty nine, twenty eight. Short term capital gains. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you go. You gonna go with eighteen? Yeah, because long term capital gains is fifteen percent. Yeah. So yeah, so short term capital gains, yeah, it's higher. Yeah. Um. So capital gains is when you sell a stock, you gotta pay taxes on that. On and the, as you on said, profit. on the profit, on the profit, on the profit, right, right, on on the profit. profit. And the short term capital gains is more than long-term capital mm-hmm. gains, which is an incentive to hold it. And a long-term capital gain started a year, right? Yeah. Right. So if I got, a, uh, I bought a stock $100, I made $150, i am paying the tax on the 50. You're going to pay a tax on the 50. Right. Now, if you hold it for a year and a day, 
you're only going to pay about 12%. Mm. If you hold it for six months, you'll pay about 22. Right. Yeah. So the goal in building wealth and is simply this. It's not about how much money you make. It's about how much you keep. That's a fact. You feel what I'm, so for me, I want to keep as much as I can. And so if I got to hold it for a year and a day, I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm cool with it because I've gained equity in it. And if they're paying dividends, I don't got some, I don't got old quarters with the dividends. I done made my bread. I'm good. And see, that's the part of like trading that people don't talk about. Yeah. Right. It's like you said, it's not sexy. It ain't sexy. Yeah. They want, they want short term gratification without, you know, being in it for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Right. And the, the thing about it is that nothing happens overnight. Nothing. And you don't you don't build wealth overnight as well. And it's important. I always tell my clients, I'm a financial advisor. I tell my clients all the time, you have okay. to you have to diversify. Like you can't yeah. put all your eggs in any one basket, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta diversify. So you might have real estate, but it doesn't. It's not healthy to just put every dollar that you have into real nah. estate, right? It's, it's common sense. Yeah. For a lot of different reasons. Yeah. But stocks is 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 a key wealth building tool. And should definitely be part of some like most people are investing in the stock market without them even knowing it because mm-hmm. of the 401k plan mm-hmm. right um so dividends right because mm, this, this is something yeah, that yeah. we haven't covered and a lot of people have heard of dividends but they don't fully understand what a dividend is so what, what is a dividend yeah you said that's one of the strategies you use yeah, right I love stocks with yeah with so what happens is dividends are a portion of the profit that companies pay to people who are invested in a business not the revenue, but the profit. So if I have a business that brings in uh, $10,000 a month and I profit $5,000 a month, then out of that $5,000, I'll take a percentage of that, which is called the dividend yield, and I'll pay it to my investors. That's a part of saying, hey, thank you for investing in my business. Is it paid equally or is it obviously depending on how many shares you have, you get more? Nah, yeah, well, it the dividend is the same. Yeah. So if I pay 50 cents a share, right, everybody which is $2 a year, mm-hmm. everybody gets that. Mm-hmm. Depending on how much you have, if you got five, I have 10, yeah. he have 15, then we'll all yeah. get a different amount. But the the underlying asset value is the same. So what are, what are, what are some top companies as far as dividends these days? What are they uh, paying? AT&T pays seven, 6%. 6%. That's major. Now, they, so this is the dope part. So we talk about real estate, right? The real estate aspect of the stock market, which is called real estate investment trust, which is a REIT, a REIT which is saying I can own Walmart as a business and I can own the people who Walmart pay rent to because they don't own the building, they just own the name. Hmm. Like Amazon has a warehouse. I can own Amazon and I can also own the warehouse who pay who Amazon pays the rent to. REITs pay higher dividends. We talking 12%, 9%, 7%. So individual stocks, uh ATT, Macy's, CenturyLink. Now that's a bad business, but they pay a high dividend. That's what's called a dividend trap. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> are, are they uh, dispersed quarterly? How are they dispersed? So every business is different. So with a lot of the, with the REITs, they come out, uh, some of them pay monthly. Mm-hmm. And so, remember, I was telling you that I have businesses 
one of my businesses is Apple Realty. They own 128 Sheratons and or Hiltons and 200 and something Marriott's. They're not going out of business anytime soon, but they pay me, I think at a 9% rate on their REITs and they pay that monthly. So every month they're paying me. So that, that's 9% on the money that you have invested. No, that's 9% of the stock price. Okay. Right. So that's all the dividend yield is. So a dividend yield is this. If the stock price is $100 and a dividend yield is 5%, then your dividend is 5% of that $100. Okay. That's what you're getting paid. Okay. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's passive. Uh, Super passive. Passive. Mm-hmm. But you do have to have large amounts for it to... This is true. But you were saying that you, sh- you have to start looking at it like... Okay, this will pay my cell phone bill. Yeah. What's your freedom price? Can, can, can you explain that? You, you talked about right. AT&T, but you got yeah. a great AT&T store. So, so what happened to me was I started asking myself, how do I buy back my freedom? Right? Like, how do I buy it back? That's powerful. <laughs> right? Because it's not given to you. Just like, you know, shadow slavery. Like, I'm not going to give it to you. You got to buy it back. You got to fight for it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, how do I buy back my freedom? With the stock market. Because you can't save to invest to get it back, right? We know that. You can't work a bunch of hours to get it back. So the next best thing for me was dividend. So I was like, okay, what do I use every day? My phone bill, AT&T, and I have an Apple product. So because AT&T pays a 5%, 6% dividend yield, I was like, okay, I need this many this many shares of this business to pay off my phone bill every four months because AT&T pays quarterly, which is every three months. Mm-hmm. Disney pays semi-annually, which is twice a year. And then you have some businesses that pay every month, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, if I can get AT&T to pay my phone bill, through their dividends four times a year, then I have essentially bought back my freedom because I no longer have to work to pay for that phone bill. AT&T paying it for me. And so you can do that with your, if you're in Georgia, you can use Southern Company, which is another great dividend business. How much is your phone bill, I mean, your light bill? 80, $100, they pay like a three, 4% dividend figure out how much the dividend is per quarter, how many shares you need of that business, and then let that pay your light bill. So if you can use your dividends from a business to pay your light bill and your phone bill, you've bought back some of your freedom. Because now you can take that money and invest it and do something else with it. Absolutely. That is optimizing your money. The money is just a tool, we know that much. So if we can use the tool to do what it's supposed to do, then we, getting maximum value for it. And that's, um, so once you fully understand investing, you start to understand that, it's like Spanish, right? So, I don't know how many Spanish people are in New Orleans, but. We got a few. Half of them, <laughs> <laughs> like 70% of New York is Spanish. Maybe not, 50%, okay. 50% of New, New York, York City. Is, yeah, 50% of New York Spanish is Spanish. speaking, it's a lot. So, <laughs> I say that to say, when you're around Spanish enough, you start to understand it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Maybe you might not be able to speak it, but you can kind of have a general understanding of it, right? right? The same thing with investing. Mm. When you're around the language of investing, mm-hmm. it starts to make sense, and you realize that they're all kind of similar. It's just like um, 
actually, when you learn foreign languages, like yeah. Spanish is similar to French. They all come from like Spanish, a, Portuguese. Yeah, they're yeah. all kind of similar. Yeah. I forget where they actually, the root came from. But long story short of it is that what you just explained was the same theory that DJ Envy explained to us mm. when he says that he doesn't buy any liability until he has an asset to pay, pay for. for it. His thing is real estate. So he buys a home and now he has a home to actually pay rental for his Lamborghini right. or something like that. Like, <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? I so feel that. you just bring it down on a small level. Right. But because I mean, and that, that's key though, right? If you break it out a small level, like, well, yeah. You, well, and then, and then also what people us. have to understand too is that so people might say, okay, well, I got to put $2,000 into a stock to get a hundred dollar dividend. It's not worth it. But the thing about it is that it's not like you're paying for something you're investing. So that 2000 is going to grow over the course of time of while you're getting your dividends. So it's not like you just, putting your money into Never Everland, it's actually going to an investment that'll probably gain value over the course of time. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, you're actually gaining uh, income that yeah. you can use via the dividend. And now you can actually use that to support your lifestyle. Because like you said, there's only, you gotta find a way to actually make money while you're sleeping. Sleep, That's yeah. what Warren Buffett said, That's right? He said, if, if, said if, you, if you don't make money while you're asleep, you're worth your dollar. Yeah. So, by doing that, now you're actually, okay, now I can, like you said, you can focus on, okay, now I did that, now I gotta do something to pay my rent. I gotta do something mm -hmm. to pay my mortgage, and I gotta do something to pay my car bill. And then before you know it, you're not actually paying anything mm -hmm. yourself. It's right. all being paid for you, which leaves you more money because that 200, that, that now that you can actually good. reinvest and do other things, and it's just kind of like a domino effect. It's like Lord of the Sun said. He but, was like, yo, I treat money like little soldiers. They have to go work. Listen, but also, also, you forgetting something that's major, the ownership. Mm. Yep. You feel me? So while your money is working for you through the dividends, your ownership, your equity is also increasing. Yeah. So that's how you, like, you leverage the game with that. Yeah, and that's something that people don't understand either. It's like, people's like, well, everybody's not an entrepreneur. I don't want to own a business. There's a lot that comes with owning a business, mm -hmm. but there's more than one way to own a business. Mm -hmm. If you buy stock, you're an owner in that company. Yeah. That, that's one. That's probably the easiest way to own a, a business. Yeah. Now, you're not going to be the majority owner, mm. but it doesn't matter. It right. doesn't. You're still an owner. 1% or something is better so, than 0%. But listen, so Warren <laughs> Buffett owns 6% of Coca-Cola, right? So he's still not a majority owner, but he still has say-so. And this is the one thing about the stock market that I love. I still can vote on every business that I own, and they have to acknowledge me. Like, I literally bought three shares of Berkshire Hathaway B. Let's make sure I say that, B. <laughs> what's, right. the, what's the A? Tell like 100-something like thousand? Uh -huh. Nah, go up two more hundred. It's 300 and something thousand. Please, right? there's a difference. There's a big difference. <laughs> so let me say, because I don't want nobody to be like, hey, man, you got to... You ain't got no man. Man, I heard you on that podcast. <laughs> you feel me? So I literally bought three shares of Berkshire B. Which is which is Warren Buffett's company, for anybody yes. know. I bought my daughter. That's another thing. So at three years old, my daughter has $5,000 invested in the stock market. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about that. You can yeah, finish cool. it. I'm going to ask you about that. But I bought uh, three shares of Berkshire B so I could go to the Warren Buffett annual meeting and I had right to vote on anything. In Omaha? Yeah. Did you I, go? I went to NIPS. Uh, that's when everything okay. happened, but I'm oh. going next year. Okay. For sure, for sure. And the only way you can go is if you own at least one share, right? So I was like, okay, cool. 
and you actually get to talk to this man. Wow. So, so I'm glad you said that about your daughter. Because speaking of Nip, actually, you when we po- I posted about Nip, you commented on that post for sure about um, and you was talking about a custodial account for your daughter. Mm-hmm. So I had put a post up that like if if you celebrate Christmas or for kids' birthdays, a suggestion is that you know if you're going to spend two hundred dollars on gifts, maybe spend a hundred dollars on the gifts and a hundred dollars on an stop. investment, right? Mm-hmm. And people was like, well, how do I do that? So. I walk you through that. Yeah, no walk us through it. <laughs> exactly. So it's basically, um, I don't buy my daughter toys at all. I told her mom, and I'm like, listen, I'll buy clothes, I'll buy food, I'll buy necessities, but everything else, I'm buying stocks. So just walking, um, uh, uh, it's called a UGME account. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a custodial account. I use TD Ameritrade. And all you're doing is, is just like opening up a bank account, and you'll just add your kid to it. And what happens is you have actual control of the account until the kid is 18. Once the kid makes 18, then they have control. My thing is simple. And so this is how we shift the dynamics. Like this, this ownership stuff is real powerful to me. My daughter is three. And I invest money for her monthly, weekly, right? Right now, my daughter at three can tell you what assets and liabilities are. These is a conversation that we have, right? She knows, I say, what dividends come from? She'll say dividends come from shares. She'll say that. By the time she's 18, she'll already be six figures her own network. That's powerful. That's a whole nother dynamic. We've, we've put her in position to have privileged opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Also, we've now established to her the importance of ownership, right? So what happened with us when we was kids, I don't know about y'all, when I was kids, money was always scarce. Like, we ain't got no money for that, we got bills, <laughs> right? I heard but, that answer. You know, but now at three, she can talk to me about Disney stock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, that's what I do. Everything we do, right now her account, I think she had like 5,500 because I've been buying these weed stocks since they've been on sale and I bought some for her. Um, Canopy Group. What, what was the name of your account at the, at the bank? Huh? The type of account that Oh, you it's said. A called a custodial account. Okay. Um, but when you look it up on the TD Ameritrade, it's going to be called UGMA. Can it go through, I know you said TD Ameritrade, but mm-hmm. I do, is it offered through other banks as well? Well, I went through, you can go through Fidelity. Okay. Charles Schwab. Most of them have. Yeah, they all have. And it's Most a, of them have. They have Utma accounts. They have 529, which is a college savings plan. A couple of different ways. You now, can I don't save. like the 529. Why not? Because it's boxed in. That's true. It's boxed in. Just You have to use it for college. Well, they actually changed it with the new tax law, and now you can use okay. it for any form of education. Okay. But it still, okay. Has, to, it still has to be used for Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, yeah. Or you, get, you get penalized. And so with the with the custodial account, she can use it for whatever she wants. Hmm at 18 so that's why it's good for you to now you can build that conversation that's why it's good for us to learn how to invest yeah because our kids are going to do what they see us doing yeah that's just a natural fact yeah we all are creatures of our environment it is just it is here what Absolutely. it is so if we start having these conversations with them at a young age like her favorite book right now is a book called the evolution of money hmm. right she'd be like dad let's read the evolution of money right and how it's old is she three you she know how to read yeah three? Yeah, I'm trying we, to figure out. Did my son know how to read? We walk through this. Uh, no, nah, maybe I failed did. as a parent. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm in education. My son is—he's five, and he's 
right. just learning how to read. Well, I mean, she read. She she. I'll say this. She identifies words. All right. Okay. So I'm, I'm not gonna say like she other like. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, That's I'm not gonna say fair. like she up here on some doogie owls or MD <laughs> shit. <laughs> she identifies words. Nah, okay. but that, that's extremely powerful, like you said, because the parents have to lead it by example. You have to. If you don't set an example for your kids, then they're gonna get the example just from pop culture, the world. music, the world, street, yeah. like you know what I mean. So it, it's extremely important, and like I said, it's just seeing different people and different mm. conversations and it's like that's one of the cool things about this podcast is like we we have these conversations and if it's like we could be like people on a basketball court or just mm. on, you know what i mean like yeah. but we're actually talking about things that are really important yeah like you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's like a cool feel because it's not stuck up it's not fake it's not phony it's natural and a lot of times people feel like, yeah people feel like they have to like dumb themselves down yeah to be accepted or you can't, you got to watch how you speak because you don't want to sound too intelligent. Right, right. Like, these things is real. Like, it's <laughs> right, real. Like, right, 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 like, right. I'm glad that, that I think that the, the tide is starting to turn on that. It is. Um, I, I actually like, I, I love the the temperature that's going on right now. Just with, even with you all, you know, I, I'm like, bro, like, y'all, y'all shifting the culture with this. Yeah, appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because that. there are a lot of podcasts out there. Right, everybody. Everybody has something to say. That's a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. Right, everybody fact. has something to say, and they want to say it in their own unique way. What I love about what y'all have is, however you gonna come speak, speak it. Yeah, fact, fact. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, like there is no, hey, we can't. Like whatever you want to speak about, but it's all about the improvement. Of the culture, as far yeah, as right. you know, financial literacy, yeah. right. and I didn't know you was in the finance, bro. Yeah. So that's a whole nother like yeah. next yeah. right? That yeah. goes back to the, the ownership piece. The right? ownership, right? Like, nobody's telling us, no, oh, right? Make sure y'all cover this. This Facts. is like, yo, we're gonna put the cameras up. We're gonna put and the we mics gonna up. Go hard. We're just gonna start speaking, right? It's powerful, man. I remember you posted something. You said something about ownership. Okay. Something you, you posted like recently, and. I love when you pull certain stuff because I can come in there and just go hard. <laughs> right? I'll be waiting. I'll be like, come on, man. Like, come with it. Like, so, and um, somebody complained about, oh, you talked, it was about taxes. Okay. Okay. And I said, the problem is that because somebody said, why don't they teach oh, yeah, us this I in school? I know about that with the, the wealthiest people paying yeah. yeah. And so I was like, yo, why would they teach us this in school? It's not that they should teach us. Why would they? Right? Mm -hmm. So this is a dope analogy that I always use. So we know that the lion is at the top of the food chain, right? So he's not the king of the jungle. Like we feel like that's some bullshit, right? He lives <laughs> in a safari, so I'm not gonna say that shit, right? <laughs> but he's at the top of the food chain. The lion cannot tell the zebra, the impala, or the water buffalo how to get away. He can't. If I tell you how to get away, what do I eat? Hmm. What do I eat? Either I become a vegetarian or I eat my own kind. Right? So he can't. And if he did, they would tell one another how to get away. Same thing with this. The upper echelon are the financial predators. We are the financial prey. I can't teach you how to get away. But if you learn, I can't stop you. Mm. I can't stop you. Wealthy people 
don't make wealthy people rich. Poor people do. Facts. Because we have no relationship with money. So I can't teach you how to get away. Then what I'm going to do, but I'm going to teach my kids how to be predators. And I'm teaching my daughter how to be a predator. Not on people, yeah. but just how to have ownership. They can't teach you that in school. Why would they? Yeah. <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's what that's what the five percenters say, like eighty five percent is ruled by ten percent, mm-hmm. which is like the blood suckers of the poor. Mm-hmm. And the five percent is the four, is the poor righteous teachers. Poor righteous teachers. But we not poor. But we, we <laughs> the righteous <laughs> teachers. Righteous teachers. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> the righteous Facts. teachers. We're gonna take Liberate the poor, that. We're gonna take the poor part out. Liberate that. Because like um, that. We, we gonna we gonna we gonna pay the full. Yeah, but, I like um, that. We, you know, I like we, that. Cause yeah, we we gonna we gonna liberate the people from the blood suckers of the poor. For Facts. Sure. That's what we're here for. Facts. Appreciate Bro, that. Can we just talk about investing in ETFs? Let's talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so explain. Can you explain what an ETF is and then how right. do we invest? In uh, so ETF is an exchange traded fund. So it's basically this. This is. So all my people tell me, like, I just had a dopest analogy, bro. Like, I come up with them because I love to relate to people, right? Yeah, man. So an ETF is like saying this without even getting technical. Let's say you go in Walmart, mm-hmm. right? You go in Walmart, and you don't know what you want to buy, so you buy the whole store. That's an index fund. Let's say you go to Walmart, and you want to buy a specific kind of Pop-Tarts, right? So you go to the Pop-Tart aisle. And you see so many flavors of Pop-Tarts. You're like, you know what? I just want this whole aisle of Pop-Tarts. So you buy the whole aisle of Pop-Tarts. That's an ETF. Mm. Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. So what the ETF is, it's a group of businesses that operate the same or sell similar products. Example, you want to invest in marijuana, but you don't know which marijuana stock to buy. You buy either a marijuana ETF called YOLO or you buy MJ. And now at this point, you have all the marijuana stocks. They're all inside. That's an ETF. Gotcha. A trick to that is this. You can buy ETF, and because they've already done the homework, because they're going to have the best performing stocks in the ETF, mm-hmm. at that point, you can see, you can go to what's called ETF DB, which is ETF database. I'm giving y'all some game right quick. Like, mm-hmm. you go to ETF database, you put that ETF in, and they'll tell you every ETF that's in that ETF. And then they'll tell you how much of a percentage of that ETF is holding that business. So it'll say, this ETF has 15% of canopy growth. That means for every dollar you put in up, 15% of that is going to canopy growth. It may have 10% of Aurora cannabis. It may have 5% of Crohn's. So you can literally say, okay, I don't want to do the homework. I want to be lazy. I'll go to the ETF, see which ones they hold, and just pick the top companies in the ETF. Mm. And at that point, you win. Now, you don't know the value of it. That's what I, that's what I teach people about value, how to value it. But if you just want to be a lazy investor, you can, all, you can just do that. Because ETFs gonna have the top performing businesses in that sector inside the ETF, and you just pick that. Mm. And um, index funds. So index funds would be you buying a whole market. Now, they are broken down different ways. So you can buy the Dow Jones, you can buy the S and P five hundred. These are indexes. Nasdaq as well. Yeah, you can buy Nasdaq. You can buy the Russell two thousand, which are the four majors. Then. You can break it down and say, okay, I just want to get a large cap ETF. So that's all businesses that have one billion, two billion or better, right? So every business in here is going to be two billion dollars or better, ten billion. I'm sorry, ten billion or better. Uh, then you can buy a mid cap, which businesses that stop at two billion, and then you can buy a small cap, which is businesses under two billion. 
$2 billion. We're under $2 billion market cap. Yeah, the, the market cap. So market capitalization, mm-hmm. that's kind of how they um, categorize stocks. Yeah. Right? And I always like the analogy that I use is like, you have giant cap, large cap. Mm-hmm. Those are like, you know, giant companies. Yeah, $100 billion then, or better. Yeah, then you have, you know, mid cap. Mm-hmm. Then you have small cap. Then you have micro cap. Yeah. So the thing is that usually, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. the larger the cap, the less volatile. Like, it's almost true. impossible for Apple to just fall apart overnight. That's true. It's then also not going to quadruple overnight either. Mm-mm. Where a smaller company, good news can send their stock skyrocketing. Yes. But then bad news can bankrupt them. So it's kind of like a, a speedboat and a cruise ship. So mm-hmm. like a WeWork situation. Yeah. We Terrible. Work. We got to talk about WeWork. <laughs> we can talk, talk about WeWork. Yeah. But, but that's called beta. Mm-hmm. What you're talking about, the volatility. So if you're going to invest in a stock, you can look at the beta of it. A low beta means it's not volatile. Hmm. A high beta means, like Tesla, high beta. High risk, high reward, right? right? But uh, McDonald's, probably a beta of 0.9, right? So it's not going, you know, it's not, like you're not about to wake up today and McDonald's is at 2.30 yeah. and tomorrow tomorrow is at 150. That's not about to happen. Yeah. But with Tesla, you'll wake up today, is at 250. Tomorrow you can wake up, is at 180, easy, right? So high beta. Um, and the market cap is just simply this. If I have 10 shares of my business on the stock market and they are worth $10 a share, at that point I have a $100 market cap. So it's how many outstanding shares on the market times the stock price. That's how much. That's how you can tell what the market cap is of a business. Can we talk about that WeWork situation? Let's talk about it. <laughs> so yeah, if anybody's not familiar, WeWork was the talk of Wall Street. Right. Yes. Yeah. It was IPO. They were the most valuable. What were they? Forty-five billion. Yeah, coming in at forty-five to yeah, fifty. Yeah, something. Um, and they fe- fell apart, and now they they had to withdraw their mm-hmm. IPO. Mm-hmm. The CEO got fired. Stepped down. Stepped down. He lost his billionaire status. Yes. So in a day. In a day. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of times people see these stories, they don't fully understand. Like, how is this possible? Like, what's your take on that? Well, so. Shout my people, House on the 216. She had me one day, cousin Nita. She hit me and she was like, Trapper. Shout out to Nita. That's my, <laughs> that's my heart right there. Yeah. She hit me up one day, she was like, Trapper, man. I wanna invest in WeWork. I said, oh no, you not. <laughs> <laughs> no, you not. She was like, why? I was like, man, these people don't make money. So one of the things I love about the stock market is, it literally teaches you how to be a businessman or a woman. Because you look at businesses all day. Right, so they're not profitable. Well, a lot of companies aren't. Yeah. But I'll let you finish though. Okay. So they aren't profitable, and they don't have the revenue to back it up. So, like, not only aren't they, so you can actually not be profitable but still have a lot of revenue. Mm-hmm. Netflix, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yep. But, or Uber, or Uber, but they aren't profitable, and they don't have the revenue coming in, and it's. So when I invest in a business, I look at this. I always look at the inverse, meaning if something bad happens, how likely is it for this stock to fall? So we know WeWork is based off of entrepreneurial space, Mm. right? So they rent space to entrepreneurs. So I looked at it like this. They already are not profitable. If something happens as far as recession-wise, Will entrepreneurs rather come sit in a room at their own house in a table and do work and not pay that rent? Or will they still pay that rent? They probably will cut that rent out. So that business model isn't 
to me, it wasn't something that has a lot of longevity in it now. Dude was a bad CEO with a great idea, though. But when he got the bread, he just was on some wild right. out. Yeah. He was on party. some He was on he some went, party he city, yeah, he went, he went crazy. Wolf of Wall Street, snorting yeah. cook off the butt cheeks thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I envisioned the Lambo scene. Yeah, yeah, he had a lot going on. And he didn't want he didn't want up it, but once so this is the thing once somebody who's a major investor say yo I'm pulling my bread, SoftBank, which is a yeah yeah, yeah. once they like yo I'm pulling my bread yo like do it on the wrong level he living his life wrong, now other major investors are like, wait a minute, I'm gonna pull my bread too. <laughs> yeah we all be in that shit. Yeah and so now the people nobody wants to get stuck holding a bag, yeah. Yeah. so the next biggest thing is dude you gotta go. We don't want you to go, but you got to step down because we need another face, right? And so he was stubborn for a while, like, nah, because he made the business. Yeah. You know, it's hard if you let your baby go because even if you step down, you know what's coming next. Yeah. The ship be sinking. <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought it was a bad business as a whole um, out the gate. What you think about it? Um, I think that it has potential because there's, there's a lot of – Co-working. Regis um, is one. Yeah, Regis. Regis, yeah. I like that. Actually, yeah. Nipsey. Speaking of Nipsey. Yeah, um, uh, Vector 90. Vector 90. Vector 90. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting what you said as far as economic downturn, because I was going to ask you about the recession mm-hmm. or people saying it's going to be a recession. It's interesting. I never really thought about that from mm-hmm. that standpoint, but it makes a lot of sense as far as to say, okay, if, if worse comes to worse, I'll just stay in my living room. Right. Yeah. I don't have to. You don't really, if you go into an office, you don't have to have an office. Nah. If you're doing that, right? Because other than like holding meetings, which you right. can just pay, Zoom, yeah, yeah. yeah. or Zoom, I'm it's, just not, it's Zoom. just not sustainable, right? Like I might not have meetings every Facts. day of every month of the year. I think people are working differently now too. Yeah. It's kind of an old business model to actually go and like I have an office I probably go to like once a week. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You don't need to physically go into an office, <laughs> right? Like, and you're you there know? once a week, literally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's the point? It's not the same. You may go there just to like clear your mind, see what's yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah. I'm just going. Ah, I gotta leave the suburbs for yeah, you. Yeah, man, let me go ahead. But you, yeah. you don't need it. Nah, you're right. So that's what that's what I thought about it. Now the bad part, some of some of them are actually profitable. So at that point, the whole dynamic of the business changes, because if you're a profitable business in an economic downturn, so now we're gonna tap into something that deeper called free cash flow, right? So this is the money that a business has that's not attached to anything. So just after they pay their bills and after they pay everything, they still have this. So Apple is like one one of the has the biggest war chest. Yeah, they got yeah, like yo, they free cash flow is like crazy. Billion, mm-hmm. so crazy. Yeah, yeah. it's like one hundred and ninety billion. So what happens is, in case of an economic downturn, they still have money to f- to keep the business going. If you're a profitable business and you have a good free cash flow, you can still sustain for a given amount of time. But if you're negative all around the board, you're going to collapse. And so for me, that's something I look for in a business. I need you to have a moat, which is a competitive advantage, and I need you to have a good like free cash flow. I need that shit to be positive. So when you look at a business, what are you looking at? Are you looking at their earnings report? You, you Do you like... What do, you, what do you actually look and how do you evaluate whether it's right. or not? Um, so I look for a few things. Like, so 
It's like me looking at a woman. No, no to nobody. <laughs> like I don't want nobody right, to say let me get, crazy. Let me get the notepads out, right? <laughs> right? So <laughs> you you have what you look for, and then you have what's there, right? And then you ask yourself, how does this fit to what I want, right? So what I do is I look at the first thing I look at is this. I never look at the stock price because the stock price is only based on how you and I feel about it, right? So first thing I look at who's running the business. And I put this on my page all the time. How a person runs a business tells me a lot about the business. Because if you can't man, if you can't run the business, I can't make no money. So I'm gonna look at when did you get into a position of the CEO? How did the business run before you? And what have you done since you got taken control of the business? That's first and foremost. So I wanna look at management first. The next thing I'm gonna look at is do you have a competitive edge, right? So like what makes you better than everybody else? What makes you sustainable? So for instance, if you bought Coca-Cola, so you would have to ask yourself this, if you are a retail business, what is your shelf domination look like? How do you dominate the shelves? So if you go into sodas, Coca-Cola dominates, but if you looked at the overall business, Pepsi does. Pepsi has more product. Mm. But if you look in that sheer beverages, Coca-Cola dominates. Even when you go to a fast food store, they're predominantly Coke products. Coke products, yeah. They're called, it's one of those things where they, they coined the name. Like Coke. Coke. Yeah. yeah. And so it one means of soda now. It means bingo. Right. When your name becomes synonymous with something, yeah. you have a competitive we had, edge. We had that conversation. It's like Band-Aid. Bingo. Oh, it's, it's like Polo. Bingo. Yeah. That style of shirt, yeah. it's, it's, it's polo. a polo. Even if it's a Lacoste shirt, it's, it's a, a polo. Shirt. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm looking for that doable competitive edge, and now we're going to tap into earnings. So I want to see, me, what have you done the last eight quarters? Have you beat earnings the last eight quarters? Meaning, have you made profit the last eight quarters? And then I want to look at your free cash flow. I want to look at working capital, which is current assets, and current liabilities, meaning what you have in the, in these next 12 months. So if something happened in the next 12 months, is that money positive? If it's negative, we got an issue. It's not bad, but we got an issue. If it's positive, then I know you can hold it down. It's like having money in a savings account. So we're, we're, when you're looking at all these things, are we looking what are we looking through publications? Are we going to a site? Like Is it like Barron's? Yeah, so, Journal? so face value, you can go to Yahoo Finance. Okay. Just face value. Mm -hmm. You go to Yahoo Finance and you can do the numbers. If you want to dig deep, you go to that company's quarterly report or annual report. Mm. So what happens is, it's another thing like why I love the stock market. If you're a public company, you have to tell people what you're doing. Information has to be public. It has to be. So even your competitors get to see what you're doing. So that's what I do. Like if I like a business, I want to see what the competitor's doing, and then I want to see how are you at matching up to what they're doing. Are you shifting that way, right? So I want to see are they how are they moving toward the future because we know every two years the business cycle changes. Yeah, that's like when you hear like on CNBC, it's like oh their quarterly reports coming Bingo. in. Bingo! So everybody they have can to. See it. Everybody has to do it. And so if it's a dividend paying company, are you increasing those? If you're increasing those, that means you have some profitability. Because no business can consistently increase paying me more money if they don't have money. Mm. So 
Can we talk about the education? Am I going too deep right now? Nah, 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 nah man. Nah, it's great. Nah, it's great. It's great. It's perfect. So, all right. So, the education, right? You got your own platform. So, what, what made you, what made you um, want to want to do that and educate other people uh, with the knowledge that, that you have? So, what happened for me was, it got me out of the trap. Yeah. Literally, like, I stopped hustling, stopped selling weed, stopped robbing. Stop selling coke. I started putting all my money in the stock market. And at that point, I wasn't worrying about nobody shooting me. I got shot. I shot twice in my leg, once in my ass. And I almost got kidnapped when I was 15. Like, I was halfway inside a trunk. For me, it was like, damn, I can make money doing this shit. Excuse my language. And I ain't got to worry about nothing. It was it was synonymous with hustling for me, so that's another reason why I love it so much. Is because me actually breaking down a business is like me breaking down a pack. Yeah, that, that's great. Like one of the things that I heard you say um, in one of your videos was like, "Yo, this is comparable to the streets." That's how I learned. I wish people would have known. Yeah, this whole time this is like comparable it's, to the streets. Exact, they the biggest gangsters. So once I learned that, again, my whole movement started, and this ain't nothing against nobody. Shout out to all my trappers that's rocking with me, right? But my movement wasn't for everybody. I'm not for everybody. I don't relate to everybody. Everybody won't relate to me, and that's cool. I was straight for people from the streets because I felt like I could teach you something that nobody taught you, and I gave us the leverage. And so a friend of mine, was like, yo, you need to put that on like Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> now, mind you, like I'm not even much. I wasn't the Instagram person. Like, yo, I'm not about to be taking these pictures, talking to these people like that. But once I realized how powerful it was, like the courage was like, yeah, hey, let's talk about it. And so once people started telling me, yo, I'm investing in stocks because of you, it was bigger than me at that point. And the the greatest way for us to grow, real talk, I've learned this. You'll get stagnant in your knowledge. Even though you can learn, you can read, you learn more when you teach other people. That's mm. a fact. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a fact. That's a fact. You Absolutely. learn more when you teach other people. Yeah. And so people have unique questions. And in order to be a good teacher, you have to have these prolific answers. <laughs> but they have to make sense. Yeah. So it makes you, I don't want to say dumb it down, but it makes you like dig deeper into your your mental vortex and like, how can I make this sound like apples and oranges? Yeah. Or even if they're not grasping it, like, how can I modify it to make sure that they, they grasp it? They get it. it. Like, when I first went into education, like, they had me teaching health. Right. I never wanted to be in a classroom. <laughs> straight up. And um, it was a challenge every day. Like, kids would come with questions, and I'm like, damn, do I really, do I even know the exactly. appropriate answer? Exactly. Like, I have to go learn now this exactly. answer. So the next day I come, all right, I yeah, here you go. So that's the best way. So once that happened, so, so what are you, so what are you teaching, um, people that you're you're working with? Are you teaching them like step by step, like how to get into the game, how to evaluate stocks, like all all of the above? So I actually have different, I have different levels what I get into. Okay. So I meet people at their level. Hmm. There is no like one size fits all. So I actually have, um, I have three ebooks. Okay. So the Wall Street Trap One Hundred One, Wall Street Trap One Hundred Two, Wall Street Trap One Hundred Three. Shout 104 on the way. 104 on the way. <laughs> the name 104 is trapped doing numbers. Thug motivation. Supply the streets. That's the name 104. Thug motivation um, for real. And I actually have trap of flashcards. 
And this was a project that I used. I used them on my daughter's mother. I was like, look, teach her these. Spend about 20 minutes a day just teaching her these cards. It's digital. And in about three months, she was like, hey, yo, I want to open up an account. Mm. So at that point, I knew it was suitable for kids and adults. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so one of my courses is called Jumping Off the Porch. Everything I do is related to the streets. I yeah, I was, I was going to say, like, everything you do is synonymous yeah. with street streets. code. Yeah. Right? Like, from even Wall Street Trapper. trapper. We didn't yeah. even get into the name, <laughs> but, like, obviously, trapping, we know it, it yeah. is, you, like you say, is, like, synonymous with somebody doing illegal things in an area. Right. Wall Street is synonymous with people who come from wealth. Mm-hmm. Right? So when you think that, like, let's converge let's converse together. And now, like, that's it. We're gonna play on that. And that was the name. The name of the business is from the trap of Wall Street. Yeah, that's the name of my business. Um, so my first is called jumping off the porch, and what that does is, we don't even talk about stocks in there. I literally, because one of the things is people want to just jump into the stock market. You can't jump into a fight if you don't have a strategy, you don't have a game plan. So with the jumping off the porch course is, we talk about finding your style of investing. So I map out three or four different styles of investing and you, you can figure out which one best fits you. Then we go into why equity is better than cash. And then we go into three different strategies that are real simple on how you can um, put your portfolio together. So once you take that course, now you have an understanding of, okay, now I know how to get in the game. You have a strategy. The next thing I have is called Welcome to the Trap. That's the beginner's course. We just go over the basics, um, how the stock market works, how to set up your account, index funds, ETFs, things like that. We go into some other things. And then there's Wall Street Trapping. Wall Street Trapping, we go through the basics, and then we tap into like what to research, how to research a CEO, um, what activities are he doing that puts us on alert, how to follow big investors to see what they're doing. So every so often, every month, big investors like Warren Buffett, they have to report what they're buying. So I teach them how to look at that. That's a good gauge. Um, I teach them what to research, the fundamentals, balance sheets, as um, income statements, cash flow statements, uh, what ratios to use to find an actual valuation of a business. Like I walk you through the process. So when you finish that, you know, you felt like you met the plug. So I, that was my next thing. It was like, <laughs> well, 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 I had to let, let's talk about the plug because the plug pack is just something that's very unique yeah. I, that no one's really doing. Nah, so I looked at the game and I was just like, okay, like, what are people doing, right? And so with me, I know that people have bought into me, right? They, cool, I want to learn stocks, but I've bought into Trapper, right? So that's a connection right there. Mm-hmm. And because everybody learns different, even if you buy the course, you still might need somebody to walk you through the course. Because even though it's, listen, we all learn different. Mm-hmm. Some people are visual, and some people just need, like, look, hold my hand, and just do, if you hold my hand and walk me through it, like, yo, I'm gonna kill it. So I was like, all right, I'm a go-to people. Like, I'm gonna literally fly out to you. So that's what the Meet the Plug is. It's literally, you get the Wall Street Trapping course, and then I come to your city and I walk you through the course. Mm. And then I walk you through whatever questions you have about the course or about investing. If you already have an account, we gonna audit the account. We gonna make sure your shit set up right. So if I live in Detroit 
The plug is coming to Detroit. I'm coming to Detroit. Now, the only thing about that is if you live in, like, the backwoods, I'm not coming to the backwoods, family. <laughs> we going to go to where the airport is, and we going to meet up at a WeWork, girl. <laughs> you feel me? Like, give me some room. But I done made it out the like, hood, yeah. man. Um, but that's what the meet the plug is. It's actually me coming to you, and then I give you four phone calls directly to me after that. So we have this. We do lunch, my treat with the meet the plug. Um, we walk through the course. It's a full day. We do like a few hours, then we eat lunch, we go through it. Like you're going to, cause what happens is, and I've learned this with a mastermind I just did with my big bro at Hooded States, is once you start talking to people in person, you know, you never know where that conversation goes. Mm -hmm. And so now when I see you on a gram, you're like, oh, what's good, Travis? I'm like, oh, what's good, Tim? Because we've made a connection yeah. now. It's yep. not just you bought the course. I mean, you bought the course. I love the support. And I'm, I'm you know, I rock with my travelers. But once we have that connection, it's like, it's a relationship now. Because I've literally flew out to talk to you. We yeah. talked, we've ate lunch, and all kind of stuff done happened at that point. So. Nah, that's powerful, man. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Man, my yeah. pleasure, I'm man. glad that it's crazy because, um, you, like you said, you didn't reach out to me. Um, I just heard, shout out to my man, Matt. I don't know who told me you was going to be in New York. Right. I think Matt said you was going to be in New York. Right. I hit you up like, yo, you're interested in coming on the podcast. People, a lot of people ask, like, yo, what's the process to be on the podcast? <laughs> Most of the time, it's my intuition. It's a genuine process, right. <laughs> and um, Troy, have I failed yet? Yo, man, we are 100 for 100. They said we like Bad Boy in the 90s. Yo, y'all Nothing but hits. Y'all got Nothing but hits, hits. <laughs> Like hits. Nothing yeah, but yeah, hits. I think this is definitely going to be... Some some episode that's gonna live forever. Yeah, man, I appreciate man. that, bro. Yeah, and, and shout out to uh, Q. He um introduced stocks on our podcast episode fifteen. Right, Check that out. I, I heard, yeah, 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 yeah. I was yeah. digging that. And this is like now this is a full like right. circular of the stock market for yeah, sure. Yeah, y'all got heavy hitters. Come on, y'all. <laughs> I kind of was like, yo, I'm like, yo, they got heavy hitters. <laughs> and you made Shit. it to the green room, right? Yeah. So you like, we, we 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 you back in the, we back in the crib. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have we been in a trap. We haven't been here for a while, but, uh, but now I appreciate it, man. It's just um. The information was extremely um, valuable, but just the story too, mm. I think it's extremely inspirational, motivational, and um, I think that, um, you know, it's, it's it's bigger, like they say, it's bigger than rap, like, you know what I mean? Right. It's, it's bigger than just business, like it's right. real people. Facts, you know I mean, man. everybody's got their own personal journey, and to see people overcome adversity, yeah, and to see people, you know, put their minds to something, and to, you know, like I said, it doesn't matter where you come from, um, the game is the game. The game is the game. game, is the game. And it ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that's a it's fact. not going nowhere. That's so we fact. just gotta play it. You gotta make that's sure you play the right one. We gotta play it. That's a fact. Just learn yeah. the rules. Play the game, man. That's a fact. Yeah. So, um, how can the people contact you? What's your social media handles and all that? Uh, so I'm mostly on Instagram, uh, Wall underscore Street underscore Trapper. That's on IG. Um, YouTube is just Wall Street Trapper. Um, I got the university. Um www.thetrapperuniversity.com check that out and I got a podcast um, wall underscore street underscore trapper on Google Play I listened to a couple episodes yeah, yeah. like yeah. I've been lagging bro but like, <laughs> I gotta get back on it that's why I, be, I locked in man yeah I gotta get back <laughs> on because that was me in my rawest form mm. like I get to just talk my talk without no you know nothing going on yeah. like I would get up in the morning that would be in the morning for me because that's when I'm freshest yeah. Like, my, I done slept, my mind done marinated, you know, I don't eat no meat, so I be feeling good, you <laughs> feel me? I be feeling good, you hear me? So, um, I got to get back on my podcasts, um, but they definitely can check them out, definitely. Um, and that's on Anchor and Google Play and Spotify, so check me out on that Wall Street Travel. 
Dope, dope. Troy, housekeeping item? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to everybody on Patreon. We got a long list, man. Um, I'm going to go down. Uh, shout out to Morgan, Melissa, Mario, Elise, Tanika, uh, Ramel, uh, Calvin, Brandon J, and um, Brandon M. We actually had a convo with him the other day. He's doing amazing things, and, and hopefully we'll be able to do some Those stuff together. Those are the new members. These right? are the new members, bro. And uh, shout out to my man, Brian Forbes, man. B Forbes, that's that's a hometown mm. dude. He um actually we, when we uh did the the episode about trucking with Alex, um okay. he had just bought a truck. Okay, so I was like, bro, you gotta hear this episode, okay. and then we've been linked up since. So shout out to him. Uh, he actually joined Patreon just to show some support. Like mm. we we grew up together, but um he just wanted to show some love. So shout out to everybody that's on Patreon.com. All our patrons, um as you know, there's five tiers. You can join at any tier you like, and um continue to support. It allows us to to do things like travel and, and get people on that uh, people have been asking for. And um, so shout out to everybody that's doing that. And everybody that's been purchasing the merch on earnyourleisure.com. You know, our, our shirts are up there. It's getting a little chilly out in New York, so. We got hoodies. The hoodie season hoodies is hoodies, back. Hoodies, hoodie season's back. Certified Wall Street Chapel. Yeah, yeah, right yeah, now, yeah, 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 yeah. Hoodie season is back. So that will be up there in, in a few varieties. And um, our tour shirts are there too. Yeah. Um, so we, we got uh, LA, we got Brooklyn, Ooh. we got Houston, Atlanta, okay. Chicago, and uh, Philly, Philly. Philly. Philly's next. Philly, Philly, oh. Philly y'all up next. I need to go to Philly. Yeah, I ain't yeah. never been to Philly. Oh, you oh, got to pop, 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 you gotta pop, pop up on one of these events. I, I was at the one in Houston. Oh, yeah, you was in, oh, yeah, 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 you was in Houston, yeah, yeah. so you know. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Came for y'all, Houston was crazy. Houston was love. Yeah, for real. Shout out to H-Town. Houston was love. Houston, we coming back. You feel me? When y'all going to Philly? I definitely want to come Probably. We don't have a date yet, but... But, oh, uh, soon, yeah, soon. definitely. Let me. And know. we we, we got so, and, and DC. We we got something coming for DC. I'm gonna shoot that next. That um, we we are excited to hopefully we're gonna tell y'all about that. Yeah. In the near future, but DC yeah. is gonna be special. Yeah. Yeah. For DC sure. is a beautiful city. For sure. For sure. So yeah, well, so the book tip of the week is none other than our guest. He has three eBooks. Uh, Wall Street Traffic 101, 102, and 103. You did 104 on the way. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you make sure you you cop those. Um, where can I get those from? Um, on my website WallStreetTraffic.com. But link in my bio. Y'all know the cliche. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. And then also, um, speaking of links in the bio, so everybody, well, if you didn't know, I'm a financial advisor. So mm. if you want a 30 minute free consultation, you can go to EarnYourLeisure.com. My calendar is up there. It has three areas specifically: retirement, investments, and insurance. If it's not related to that, <laughs> don't book. Don't yo, book yo, I can't pick your brain. No, 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 no. I can't. <laughs> I can't help you with offshore banking. Facts. I can't help you flip a home. None of that stuff. We have guests that bring on the podcast that can help you with those different areas. I'll do something, bro. Right here. Okay. So anybody that you that books something with you, I'll do another thirty minute one for free myself. There you it have is. it. There you have it. There we'll it do is. that. Right. So you let me know who it is. Uh, yeah, you, you tell him get in touch with me. I'll do a thirty minute with him myself. All right. How that sound? I got there you. It is. Supply the streets, man. Supply <laughs> the streets. <laughs> the streets. So, all right, guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you for rocking with us. Peace. Peace. One hundred. One hundred.